1: Hey hey, good day, mate. Hey, <laughs> hey, I, I oh, have a terrible Australian accent, never
2: mind. You know what's so crazy? When I got there, I was like, So where are you guys' accents? And everybody was like, Yeah, no one really talks like that quite. It it's definitely has like, you know, you hear like a little undertone of that, but the typical Australian doesn't for as far as what folks told me, their accent is not quite that thick and heavy. That's just extra exaggerated. Or there's certain I guess it's like um more less cosmopolitan that accent you know yeah
1: yeah you know? that's really disappointing though they don't all sound like it, steve Irwin. right crocodile dundee i was waiting put some shrimp on the barbie they were like no to <laughs> <laughs> don't embarrass but yourself I,
2: I know i had an awesome time i mean so i, I went to australia because i had an op- awesome opportunity um drina who is my awesome publicist but also my bff her client. Her name is Patrice Colors, and Patrice is one of the co founders. There's three women that founded um, Black Lives Matter a woman named Oprah, a woman named Alicia, and Patrice. And so, the Sydney Peace Prize, which is super prestigious, I mean, people, amazing people, have won that Peace Prize. Um, they decided to honor the Black Lives Matter um, network. And, like, that's what, you know, so um, one of the founders was able to make it. Um, and so, she came to accept the Peace Prize on behalf of Black Lives Matter. So that was just really awesome to kind of see that and kind of see, you know, what that movement looks like from behind the scenes. And it was really, really interesting um, to meet, you know, a co-founder. I mean, I, well one, Patrice is just so chill and down to earth and fun. But to actually see her doing the work, like we'd go to her hotel room, we'd be hanging out. But then a crisis would happen and you would see her enter, like, organizer mode. This is what we need to do. You know, so it was just really honestly, the work that she and the, the whole network are doing is nothing short of amazing on behalf of all brown people. So yeah, that's what, that's yeah, major. that's yeah, it was huge. Honestly, it was, it was such a pleasure because it was like, I got to see like touristy Sydney, but then I also got to see this other side. Like they went to go visit like different Aboriginal camps and like, you know, like, so what's happening here with your brown people? How can we, how can we, you know, be of service to that? How, you know, what do you want us to share with our brown folks of, of what's happening here? I didn't realize that um, less than three percent of uh, Australia's population is is brown, and it wasn't until like I didn't really notice as much because I grew up in a, like an all white town, but um, it, it wasn't until like Jarena uh, kept saying she's like we're like literally the only black people in the airport. I was like, no, we're not. Yes, we are. That happened every single place we went. Literally not one brown face. I was actually pretty surprised. Um, you know, I didn't... Because Sydney is it's like clean New York. So it's pretty cosmopolitan. Very little diversity by way of brownness. So there were definitely a lot of um, um, Asians. So there was a lot of uh, Chinese, Thai. But as far as like Aboriginal or Black folks or whatever, it was next to nothing.
1: Well, the country did a really good job of like exterminating. Yeah, there's that. population that. of Aboriginals. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm yeah. sure they're like... Yeah, we we know. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was. Yeah, that's what that was. It, it, that was a hard uh, conversation to hear about over and over again. Like, cause we would go to these different events where they were honoring her and then kind of like sharing their story of what's happen- happening to them there. And it sounds honestly, it's the same treatment here that brown folks get. And you're just like, wow, what is that? That you know, what what is that? That I don't know. What is it that 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 it causes Folks to treat brown folks in in a in a way, and to hear like the pr- police brutality stories, dying in custody stories. A, a young um, driver killed three Aboriginal kids, and they blame the kids that were killed. Like, oh, they shouldn't have been in the way. I mean, it's yeah. I, it honestly, at the end, I told Patrice, I don't even know how. It was too much. There were times when I was like, I'm not gonna go to that event because it was too much emotionally. I don't know how she carries all of that with her. I don't know how, honestly. Like, it's it's heartbreaking. It's soul breaking. And I told her that she and her team are uniquely qualified to do the work because it, I couldn't. I do the work, but not in that way. I could not take on all of that. It's too much.
1: I think it so. takes a really special human, like the same the same types of humans who do social work, yes. or or any anywhere where you're just like inundated with these horrific situations where children and people who were like uh, uh marginalized and don't have rights and their human rights are being taken away from them like all the time those it takes a real special person I'm glad for those types of people.
2: Yeah. Um, so that part was cool.
1: So about the kangaroos.
2: Yes, oh my gosh. So I told myself cuz it was like cuz I I what I tried to do was like cuz I did a lot of stuff, you know, Drena was off working with patrice and her team and so i had a lot of like alone time which i totally did love because you know i don't know i love solo travel and so i was like ooh! so every day i try to choose like something really fun and different and, and epic to do and so i had not drita would not allow me to go to the zoo without her she said i everything else she could do without me but if you go to that zoo and i'm not with you and i see social media and i was like darn it So it was literally the day before we were going to leave, and it started to rain. I said, Drina, we're going to the freaking zoo. She was like, oh, it's raining. No, we're going to the zoo. So we went to the zoo, and it was everything and more. The kangaroos were – they allow you to get really close. Like, people were, like, petting them. I was like, yeah, I'm not about that, like, but to see them hopping, yes. You could get, like, they were – I don't know. Like, uh, this was honestly one of the best zoos I'd ever seen. It wasn't huge, but the animals were – like in like basically like open spaces and those animals that were kind of like, you know, not anti-human, you were kind of allowed to like mix and mingle with them. It was very like weird, but very cool. So the kangaroos were just hopping in front of you. People were putting their hands out and they'd nuzzle your hand like no food, get away from me. And I was like, ah, I want to touch them, but I was scared. But they were magnificent. And to see them hopping, there was one in particular that was like, oh, you're just showing off. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then the koalas. They didn't let you get too close to koalas because I heard because they say like the koalas could be like not today, not tomorrow, not.
1: I've seen every, really scary like, videos now. of koalas.
2: Yeah, so we were kind of like away, like oh hey koala in the tree looking cute, but I'm not getting close. So, but <laughs> giraffes like the chimpanzees were like wild, and they they were introducing some new chimpanzees to them, so they were like we don't even know you, why are you here? So they were screaming and ho- hooping and hollering, which was awesome. Um, the gorillas, honestly, it was an awesome, awesome zoo. Cause it wasn't huge, but it was really well curated. So it was, and even though, and I, it was good. She was like, honestly, the, the zoo personnel person that was like kind of touring us was like rainy day. Cause it wasn't super rainy. It was more like, um, less than less than rain it was more like drizzling she was like this these are days of the best days because it tends to get really hot in australia and the animals don't want to come out the animals always have a choice of coming going into their kind of like whatever kind of shelter that they have on their their piece of the zoo and so when she like when it's really hot they won't come out they'll just hang out in their shelter she sees that they like these overcast drizzly days so all of the animals were out like hey boo so it was awesome
1: what did you do? Any like, uh, what was like a splurge that you made while in Australia?
2: Um, honestly, everything's a freaking splurge. Sydney is expensive; as all hell. I was like, "Oh, New York, is this you?" Like, an egg sandwich was like fifteen dollars, and I'm like, "What the heck?" Everything, the food that was our biggest splurge. Like, and it wasn't even that we ate fancy; it was just there. There are no cheap eats in in central Sydney, where we were. Um, so that was. <laughs> The zoo wasn't cheap, so that was kind of a splurge. Everything else, honestly, like the tourist stuff that we did wasn't super, like I always do the big red bus. I love doing that the first day, so you can kind of see all the sights. That's not cheap, cheap, but that wasn't super expensive. I would say even the opera house was actually, it was free for the most part, and then we took a tour, which was like, I don't know, 20 bucks, which was worth it.
1: But definitely- Was it everything you expected, the opera house? Inside,
2: yes. The outside, like I said, I was kind of like, yeah, it's not white. <laughs> like we got up close, I was like, this is tannish. But it's <laughs> I
1: think it's so it, I, what is it, the lights they shine on it?
2: <laughs> no, it's the um the tile, the special made tile for the opera house on the outside that when the when the sun hits it, the tile reflects white but up close the tile is more of like an off-white so it's not this glimmering super crisp white thing that you would think but it looks like that from afar so it's like really beautiful when you take pictures from afar but up close it's kind of like oh this is cute off-white tile you know off-white is kind of like it doesn't have that kind of ooh ah feel but in yeah. pictures like I said it looks amazing but the opera house on the inside is absolutely amazing we took a tour about how it was built it was a great I'm kind of like a when I go to a country or a city, I kind of like to know, learn more about the history of how and why and stuff like that. So that was cool.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: So Yeah, that was my life adventure. Like, it was everything and more. I'm glad to be home. Like, I was so glad to lay in my bed like, hey, bed, I miss you. Hey, Superman, I missed you
0: too. <laughs>
1: I had an exciting time. I mean, you know, life went on while you were on the other side of the world. Um, lots of What'd stuff happened. Do? Well, I, we were just in Savannah. I went back to Savannah. They, just, I just can't quit it. This time I got tricked <laughs> into what going happened? back. I got back. Well, one of my, one of our girlfriends um, asked if I, I, knew, I wanted to do another half marathon. I had done one a couple of years ago and had a really great experience and I did really well. And I always wanted to do another one. And um, this girlfriend, you know, back in May or June was like, yeah, let's do the Savannah marathon. This is awesome. And like, when I say I'm going to do something, I really, I'm like, and the tickets are bought. The hotel reservation is made. I hope you don't take in, hope it's no take back backsies on this whole plan. And mm. I like, I really commit anyway. So she has anyway. So for various reasons, she had to back out on the half marathon, which was a bummer. So I ended up running it by my lonesome. Um, which is fine it wasn't that but the but the thing is like i was kind of it, it's just been so crazy that i i didn't train as as well as i did for my first half marathon mm-hmm. like i went down there having only run so half marathon is thir- 13.1 miles and i only run 6 miles as my longest race or my longest run before going down so i was really I wasn't, like, nervous, but I was telling myself, like, yeah, I'm just going to stop at six miles and go get brunch. And this is silly. No, you didn't. And this is going to be a half-half marathon and ha-ha-ha, whatever. But then, of course, like, when I get there and, like, there's just, like, when you – if you've ever done like a race, like I've done a triathlon and half marathons, like these are just the happiest freaking people because it's like all the endorphins yeah. and they're all hopped up on energy, sports drinks and stuff. And like everything is just so infectious. And I was like, I can do this. And I ended up running the entire thing and finishing. And I have no Woo-hoo! idea where I I pulled it out of. But
2: Congratulations. um, thank
1: you. So no,
2: I saw the pics. I, I didn't realize that was Savannah. I love Savannah.
1: Yeah, man. Um, went back and we were just there for a couple of days, but it was it was painful. I've been like recovering because, I mean, I finished, but I I like my legs. I I was like the one hobbling through the airport on the way back. I could like hardly get up and down, but just makes me want to do another one. And then I came back early, early Sunday because I wanted to watch the New York City Marathon, like the real marathon. Um, cause one of my, uh, our cousin, I just, I just claimed the cousins as my cousins now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my beloved cousin Isora did the, the New York city marathon and it was, it was amazing. So I always love to like spectate because that is, I don't know that something about the New York city marathon. It just feels like a, a, an eight hour parade in New York yeah. city. It's so much fun.
2: I've heard I saw like some videos of people posting and um Elaine w- w- Wentworth, something like that she's a um exec uh h wait what is it i am about to say head negro in charge um the-, <laughs> what? the h not the head h you know h h c h h, h- anyways head bitch in no. charge no, but she's literally like, and I don't, I'm, I don't want to refer to Elaine, a a- a but she's the yeah, um editor in chief. I, e I C. But I almost said H whatever I see, which is the head Negro in charge. But I meant to say E. I see the <laughs> editor in chief.
1: <laughs> editor okay. in
2: chief. I'm sorry, guys. I literally am opt up on. It's eleven o'clock in in uh, in Australia. So I'm anyway, I saw. You, but I think I made it worse. <laughs> but I saw her videos and it was like she was there and it was just amazing like the energy people were playing like there was jazz being played live music kids dancing people hugging like it just I didn't realize that it's was it's one of those times that the city really gets together you know
1: and I think it because it was less than a week after that the terrorist attack last week that it really it felt like it felt more important than ever to go out there and and show that New York spirit were you talking about Elaine Wentworth from Teen Vogue Yes, that's that, what oh, Okay, gotcha.
2: Yeah, my bad. Sorry, Library Lane. Chief.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's amazing. She's she is amazing. <laughs> I feel like she
2: would think that that was hilarious. I'm like, Shout Lane. out to Teen <laughs> <laughs> <Like, no. laughs> Oh, ciao. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so any other news? I mean, there's so much going on.
1: I'm like, what? <sighs> we have to talk about I feel tax like... reform. Have to. Do we have
2: to? Do we, we have, have to,
1: to? OK, I'll do it. I'll do the talking <laughs> if you want.
2: I'll nod. Because
1: um, <laughs> I know. Well, tax reform. Yeah, because the Republicans finally put out their tax reform bill and there's a lot of stuff in there that could impact people and your money. They're coming for your money. Um, and so I think, yeah, I think it's important to talk about it. So it, this is a tax reform plan that is just has just been um, put out. They haven't actually voted to pass it yet. I think it's with the Senate right now, or sorry, the House. And then it goes to the Senate, but they're hoping to pass it by Christmas. But there's a lot of stuff in here that could impact people like um they are changing like the income tax brackets. And I won't take too much time like going in to explain them. Of course, of course, as we do, there's a we have a great graphic I can share from Magnify Money that, that shows you exactly what's changing with the tax brackets. But you can see they've gone from seven tax brackets to just four. And for some people, that means you are going to be paying more in taxes. And for some people, it means paying less. But um, some people are losing and some people are, are winning. Um, and then they're, they're they're getting rid of some tax deductions. So, of course, when you cut taxes, you have to make up for the lost revenue somehow. And that generally means on the flip side, they're going to remove some tax breaks that people get, especially in the middle class. So things like mortgage uh, interest tax deduction is going to be out of the, off the table Wow! Um, deduct your mortgage interest um or see no that's not eliminated it's um altered so for new per- newly purchased home uh the home mortgage interest deduction is lowered to $500,000 right now it's up to $1 million um okay. home values um You're going to, they're going to reduce the amount you can deduct for medical expenses. So like right now, if you have medical bills that are over like 10% of your income, you can deduct those expenses, but that's being reduced, um, uh, reduced or eliminated student loan interest rate deduction is being eliminated under tax reform. So, wow. Right. right?
2: As if student loans are not a headache enough.
1: Yeah. So that's a $2,500 tax break. That's going to be eliminated if this goes into effect. Um, what else? In a lot of states, like, you know, you pay your state and local income taxes. Um, Republic, the Republican tax plan would end the deduction for state and local income taxes. So in states like New York and California, where we pay really high state and local income taxes, um, this plan would no longer allow you to make uh, to claim those as deductions on your taxes. So just some, little, just some little nuggets. Do I have any good news to share from? I was going to say. <laughs> there so- is, it's not all bad. I don't want to be biased. Um, so one of the things, the positive side of things, is that they're not messing with our 401k contribution limits. Like I think we talked about that. There were these yeah. rumors that they were going to reduce it from 18000 to 2500 or something. But they're yeah. not touching it. So that's still going to be there. And the child tax credit um, has been expanded. So you can now – yeah, the child, the child tax credit is up to $1,600 per dependent for parents. Um, it's also going to add a $300 tax credit if you care for a dependent parent, like someone like a grandfather or a dependent relative who's not a child, which I think, you know, is good, especially okay. for families who, are, who don't just have children who depend on them. Um, let's see. And I guess it's good news. I mean, you can take a look at this graph. I mean – So right now, if you're in the – like I'll just give an example. So right now, the 28% and 25% tax brackets have been combined into one single 25% tax bracket. So if you're on the higher end of that, in the 28% tax bracket, your taxes may um, be lowered. And then if you're in the 25, then they won't be changed at all. That's just one example. Okay. Um, And that is your tax brief. But it's important. So if you hate this and you want to tell your elected officials, you should absolutely do that because Trumpito is pushing them to give us a Christmas tax reform bill. So and actually pass this sucker. So uh, speak now or forever hold your peace.
2: Mm, I see. Like I see when I, I see as far as the, they have a business side to this tax reform. Like I'm just like looking Perm- permanently lower the top corporate tax rate. Um, to 20% from its current 35%. How convenient. I'm not surprised by that. I was wondering, I'm like, well, how does this affect like corporate or like, why, why should corporations pay less tax? That doesn't make any sense to that, you know, to me.
1: I mean, that's like the Republican mean, Republicans have been asking for this for so long. Yeah, I didn't even talk about the corporate side of things, but definitely. I mean, that's the, that's the GOP platform. Like they want to lower taxes for businesses, and they they say that when businesses pay less taxes, they will have more re- they'll have more room to hire more people, and it'll help employment. It's a whole trickle down economics. I was going to say that that
2: that that President Reagan proved it's bull because uh, it did not happen.
1: They it just but doesn't it sound good? sounds just great. And of course, the estate tax. So you may have heard of that, but that's basically it's they it's a rich people's tax because it's a, it's a basically an a tax on a giant inheritance. So it's people mm-hmm. who are leaving large sums of money to their heirs. And um, with the tax reform bill, they're going to be um, doubling this estate tax exemption um, to nearly 11 million dollars um, and eventually getting rid of it altogether. So that's one more perk for the super the super rich is that they won't have to pay taxes on their giant bequeathments, I mean, if that's a word.
2: I mean, some of it for businesses. I mean, like I own a business, so I'm like definitely like I can appreciate some things. But at the same time, I don't mind paying what I should pay so other people can be better. Like one thing like, well, one thing I, I see that I do kind of like is that allowing businesses to immediately write off the cost of new equipment rather than depreciating the value. Cause that, so, for example, I bought a car like that car that I bought like a couple months ago. And so I bought it under my business name, but it's not like I get to write off the full $22,000. Like instead you have to like write it a little bit off a year or something to that effect. My account was telling me that it's not like, Ooh, you know, like it's slowly, but surely you have to depreciate the value of the item. And I'm like, Oh, it would be nice to make it simple. Like, Hey, you bought this thing. It's written off. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he's able to pass some sort of legislation. Um, so, yeah, I guess
1: I mean, we'll see. You're, yeah, I mean, it sounds like there's some good stuff. I mean, like with any, this is a this is a huge deal because they have not, there hasn't been a tax hasn't been tax reform for like what three decades now. So yeah. it's a it's a huge deal, and it's not. I mean, I feel like some people may win, some are definitely going to lose. Um, I don't know for this, sure. This feels like whereas they've really failed to repeal Obamacare, this feels like the kind of thing where they might actually succeed. Um, yeah. changes Yeah. What else? Mm, oh, it's open enrollment season. If you have Obamacare yes. or any health plan, it's open enrollment season for, I have to get on my, uh, I have, I'm not going to miss the window this time. You know, I <laughs> miss the window yes. to, to get on that good government insurance for my husband's insurance. Um. Yeah. So anyway, if you, they only, I don't know if, I feel like the windows get shorter every year. Like our company only gave us what, 10 business days, I think to to pick a plan and and get everything settled and the obamacare enrollment period also is a lot shorter this year you only have until december 15th and they're not doing the extended windows like they did before where Mm. you could i think they used to be able to pick a plan as late as like uh the end of february maybe march 1st even but um so if you if you have obamacare you need to sign up december 15th
2: there's some great tools you can use like there's a tool it's Free called um, policy genius. I remember like I used that um, the last time that I signed up. What I liked about it is that because I'm not gonna lie, the whole like the website for healthcare.gov or whatever was confusing. And so policy genius, they they don't sell health insurance. It was just it made it easy because I just kind of put in what I needed, and they're like, okay, girl, this is the three policies you should look into. And when you clicked on it, it took me to where that was on the website. You see what I mean? So I liked it because it was just an easy tool to kind of help me navigate when I was feeling confused, you know?
1: Yeah, that's a great tool. Yeah. I remember signing up for my dad. Well, on the sad and bright side, a lot of health insurance, um, health insurers have been exiting the markets in some states. So so some people may not even have that many options to choose choose from. Which on the one hand makes things easier, but on the other hand may make may make it that your plans are more expensive because when there's less competition plans, premiums tend to be more expensive. So yeah. pros and cons. But um, another thing is that the, the Trump administration has really slashed the budget for those healthcare navigators, like the people that you could call and they would help you, like they were trained to help you um, pick the right plan, like for Obamacare. Yes. Mm-hmm. So a lot of states, like in some states, they don't have any at all um, because they keep slashing the budget. Of course, you know, they don't care about Obamacare. They want it to fail. So they're doing everything they can to not help people have a successful time, mm-hmm. um, like including not advertising like as heavily as they used to do for Obamacare to, to like raise awareness.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen hardly any.
1: At all. Remember, they there was like supposed to be a Super Bowl ad and they pulled it. Wow. Last year, so it's just all that much harder. But I'm gonna send me that link to that Policy Genius tool, and I'll put it in the show notes.
2: Okay. Yeah, that'll be good. So Cause I, like I said, I liked it because it was super. You know what? I should email it to the. It just like reminded me because I send like you know weekly emails when I remember to the Dreamcatchers, and around the same year. I sent it to them as here's a free awesome resource because so many of us were confused about how to sign up. And I tried it. And actually, I had my sister sign up and I said, was it easy? Because I was like trying to test it out on, on baby Lisa. <laughs> she was like, yeah, so easy. So, yeah, I'll definitely send you a link to use, to use it.
1: And this is your first year. You don't have to, you're not on Obamacare anymore, right?
2: For the, yeah, for the first yeah. time. I'm like, the first time I was like, oh, yeah. I'm like, wait,
1: <gasps> I have built-in insurance.
2: I told my husband he can never quit his job. <laughs> <laughs> Never ever. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So, um, uh, so this is kind of random. So for those women who are, um, I had to make a decision. So I, you know, I've been telling you guys about my fibroids and whatever. So I'm moving down the path toward, um, surgery. Would probably would happen around February. And so I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you had to make choices like this between. Your business and your career and like you know your personal well obviously we all have to make those choices but i got this amazing opportunity to speak at this like four-day women's conference in Marrakesh, morocco and it's like all-inclusive you know they're paying and then they're paying like flight hotel like food everything and i was like oh my god i want to do it and it's in february which is when i'm supposed to have my fibroid surgery and so I felt like I was being tested and I was like, 38! of course, my natural knee jerk reaction was like, I'm going to Morocco. But I was just like, ugh. but then like I'm 38 and I'm just like, when when do you make time and space? You know, and so I just wonder if our, if our readers tweet me or tweet Brown Ambition um, or Facebook us like about like, you know, what decisions have you made? It's hard now when it's not just you making decisions like separating like your career and, and your business or, you know, and then making this like, cause this would be an amazing opportunity, but at the same time, at what cost to my personal, like life and goals. And so it's just been not an easy, I'm not going to lie. It's still vacillating, even though 80% of me is like, girl, you're going to stay your behind home. Cause I already told Superman, he was like, Oh, sounds cute, but you'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> and usually he's like really like open, but he was like, babe, like,
1: You've been to Morocco before. Meanwhile, I've been to Morocco. It's not going I happen. not <laughs> I was like, I
2: know, but
1: it's just like um, a different. Uh, kind of sounds know, like but- people deciding whether or not to do drugs. Like, how does this play into my <laughs> overall plan for my life? Feels good I now. Know.
2: <laughs> I know. But then at what cost? Because it's like if I keep pushing it back, and pushing it back. Because, you know, because it's not just having one. Because from what I understand, like I've been talking to my doctor, get your surgery, but it's about six weeks that you're kind of like out of commission, you know? And so, well, at least six weeks that you're not able to leave the house um, or at least the first two weeks and then another four weeks of like kind of like recovery. So um, that part I'm not too worried about because I don't leave the house anyway, except for like to travel for business. Um, But it's like, well, Tiffany, and then after that, there's actually like, you know, like trying to have the baby. And so it's just... There's just a lot of shifting that's happen- that's going to have to happen. And I'm like, ugh, I'm wondering like how women who are like really like, okay, like go hard for their career or their business, but also want to have a family. How do you like navigate those things? Because I'm not going to lie. I'm worried about like, ah, so let's just say all good news. Surgery goes well. I get pregnant next year. Wait, I have two businesses working on the third. How does that all work? So I'm not going to lie, more than a little bit nervous. So I'd be curious for our listeners to kind of give their two cents of what they have done to – like I watched Adrena, and she actually has done such an incredible job. But she – it's hard. For her, she has a two-year-old, and she runs her own company. And she travels a lot. She travels more than I do. And so it's hard, you know, her navigating that. And so I just wonder, like, what does that look like? What do you do? What are some things I could put in place now? You know, for those of you women who are like, you know, super career focused and business focused.
1: So yeah, tweet. What's our Twitter again? At the BA podcast. Mm-hmm. At the
2: BA podcast. or so you can tweet me at, at the budget or send us a Facebook message, you know, because we're, we sometimes the other part of the BA podcast so we're, you know, aside from personal finance, is like bis- career and business. And so I know some of you guys, most of us, I'm sure most of y'all are working. And so what does that look like if you're already a mom or your mom to be or you're planning to be a mom, like what are some things that you have planned in order to what or some things you've done that have been successful, helping you make the transition?
1: Um, Yeah, I have no I can't help you there. All I all (laughs) I will say is that there I don't know, just have the baby and figure it out. (laughs) Like you'll be fine. (laughs) You'll be fine.
2: Right? I was like, baby, wait, the baby's crying in the background. Hold on, girl. (laughs) let <laughs> try to for our podcast
1: my well, like, my really good friends just had a baby. Congrats Kristen. her name's hey, Raya. she's a little Halloween baby
2: her cute name Rhea?
1: yeah, Raya um, yeah, and I don't know man she she had to do it. She only gets very limited like uh maternity leave because she's a nurse, okay. and um, I think it's like ten weeks because she hasn't been there a full year yet, so it's just the bare minimum of whatever the federal um a uh, uh, leave act like requires, and I don't know. I don't. Shoo, thank God her husband works for Etsy, which is like this. Um, you know, you know what Etsy is, but they have like a really liberal like six month family leave policy, like for mothers and fathers. Um, so that's so it's like an interesting like flip. Usually it's the mom taking off the most time, but it looks like her husband might have to take off, um, more time, and they're just kind of like figuring it out as they go.
2: Yeah. And that's, I guess that's parenthood, figuring it out, figuring it out as you go, you know, and it forces you to really prioritize because from what I can see, like of like the new moms that I know, they're like, girl, I don't have time for what that (laughs) like, you know, like really prioritizing your time and your energy and your space. So yeah. Oh, good news about the house though. Are supposed to be closing on the 28th.
1: This has been a long process.
2: What? I feel like I have been the poster child of how in the hell is this, this long to buy a house? Yeah. So, yeah. Because, you know, it, it's been so crazy. I mean, just in general, not just even this particular house, like just the, the house buying search and process. And so apparently when you buy a foreclosure, it's very common to have little glitches and hiccups along the way. Um, the city of Newark is, is is becoming more and more digital. So as a result... Some of the processes are, weren't fully fleshed out. Like So we had to get a CO, which is a certificate of occupancy, which basically says, this house is safe. You can sell it. And so they had it online that only the, the um, seller could apply and pick up the CO. But the seller is a bank in the Midwest. So that doesn't even make sense. And, and so we kept pushing the city of Newark like, you know, you're making you're it's impossible. So literally anyone who's has a foreclosed property and the, the, it's not a person is not going to be able to sell their house. And So it's a few weeks of confusion. So they finally the city of Newark realized, oops. So now if you go online now, you have to get the CEO. One, they're allowing the buyer to apply for it. Or if you are a seller that's um that's, you know, like a, a bank or it's a foreclosed property, you could go about it a different way. So that's that was that was literally the only thing holding us up is we have to get this piece of paper that you get once you apparently with a CO you have people from the city come like you have the fire people, some other code people to say this house is not there's no risk in living in this house. Yeah, the house can change hands. So that's what we've been waiting on for weeks and weeks and weeks. And so finally we applied and the next couple of uh, weeks, we'll have the fire people and the other inspection people come out to certify the house is indeed safe. And um then we close on the twenty eighth of November right after Thanksgiving, which I think is very appropriate. So I'm super duper <laughs> excited. But quiet it's kept though we halfway moved in because like we got the keys.
1: <laughs> you you're already moving in?
2: No, but it's funny because like oh. we like well like Superman has gotten we have like all this like stuff um like we're like so he's gone there already cleaned out some things moved it because it's still like people's stuff in there so like move like put some of our things in there i'm like we don't we haven't even bought the house yet he was like the bank is in the midwest what are they gonna do and so (laughs) yeah we've been very 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 uh disrespectful with their time and been like whatever this is our house so i'm just excited that it's finally like i could see the light at the end of the tunnel because i really was like i just want to give a shout out to my um uh, my girl Amina, who has been the most amazing realtor. She is a fighter. I mean, she they literally changed the policy because of how much she fought. And so like the city of Newark, like this doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So she has been going so hard. There's very few people that I meet in business and in life that go above and beyond. And when you meet someone like that, it's like, you know, meeting a unicorn. Amina is like five unicorns. She is like five, four and like 80 pounds soaking wet. And Amina, meanwhile, has five kids all under the age of seven. And this woman is a powerhouse. And she's a young woman. She's in her 30s, like, you know. Under and the so, age of
1: seven? Hold on a second.
2: Yes. Five kids <laughs> under the all age of All right, you
1: need seven. to ask her for advice. Why you I
2: know, us? yeah, I should. And they're so, like, I've been to her house and those kids, they're so beautiful. She's got such a beautiful family, but typically you would think there's no way. How is she going to be able to manage all of these? Because I'm not, obviously, her only client. But she does, and she is amazing, amazing. People ask me, oh, can you share? The answer is no. <laughs> no, I share. I always ask Amina. She's like, uh, she's like, I don't take on too many clients, obviously, because her kids come first. But when you find the right person to help you with your search, like she's made magic happen. So yeah, I just want to give her a little shout, Amina, and thank you for just making this this impossible
0: process possible. She said, oh no, we got to get you a house. <laughs> so. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Thanksgiving miracle. Yes. Hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.
2: So brown booze, brown break, what you gonna do? Boost or break? Am I gonna come for you? Are you gonna boost or are you gonna break?
1: I'm gonna take a boost.
2: Okay. An opportunity
1: to an opportunity to boost. Um, I don't think I've boosted Ally Bank in a long time.
2: Ooh.
1: But I need to give them a shout out. Um, I'm very I feel like weirdly loyal to Ally Bank for my me, savings. Me, no, me, no. What is it about them? Is it like the purple color? Is it those it delicious is, <laughs> is it the cookies that they put out at conferences that just taste so good? Like what is it? Um, but I, it brought, it came to mind because my little brother, I've been helping him with his like, ugh, and he listens to the podcast now. So now I got to watch my mouth. But anyway, he, he had asked me for help finding an online savings account. And, and he's like, okay, well, based on the top five online rates right now, ally isn't number one. And I'm like, yeah, but it's like number three. And, um, I've been with it for so long and I just feel this inexplicable tie to it. And I don't mind the fact that it's like 0.1% like less than some other online savings options out there. I yeah. think I think it's still a great bank and one thing I'll say is like for the last 6 months there's been this like as rates have been rising incrementally um all over the all over the board like these online savings banks have or sorry online banks have like been really competing and i feel like every other month there's been an email saying we've raised our rate we raised our rate like a little bit at a time mm. and ally has constantly been has been they're ratcheting up its rate a little bit at a time as the competitors have been raising their rates so i feel good about like hanging out but it's just if you're stuck with like a crappy brick and mortar bank like bank of whatever Um, (laughs) and you're making like 0.0000 negative money um, on your savings like there's no excuse anymore like online banks have proven that they are reliable that they're not going anywhere your money is insured you should take the time and transfer your money to your savings Your you know your savings especially to a high yield savings account there's just no reason not to and I like ally but There's Charles Schwab. There's Goldman Sachs. I think my brother went with Synchrony, has an online bank account. There's a lot of other options now, like way more than there used to be, Um, like when I first opened mine several years ago. So that's my shout out. I mean, my my boost. When I got
2: that email, I was like, woohoo, more money. Definitely. That was awesome. I want to take a break from American Airlines. Yes, I said it. Um. Thank you for making uh the most stressful trip home. It just was crazy. Like I, I will say this though, I'll do a break and a boost. American Airlines, you're trash, because there is nothing more heartbreaking than deporting a plane twice. You get on the plane, you're like, yes, I'm about to go home. Last leg of this long journey, you deboard because of whatever technical issues, and you're like, okay. No biggie. They're like, it's going to be a two hour wait, but then they cut it down to an hour and you're like, woohoo, back on. And then you get on the plane, ready to go. And then they deboard you and say, oh, by the way, we're canceled. I wanted to like run through the plane screaming. But so it yeah, it broke because I was like, it was literally my last. It was my third and final flight of the evening. So I, I, I understand. I'm not going to lie. I, I started crying. <laughs> I, was, I was so tired and frustrated. I was like, wait, I left Australia yesterday. I'm still traveling in these clothes. I probably like I just I have not taken a shower in like 14 hours and
1: I wanna go and so you should have listened to the double NAACP.
2: I know, right? But honestly, I booked this trip before all that. But yeah, so (laughs) yes, American Airlines, you're trash, you get a brown break. But who does get a boost is I called because so here's a little tip. If you ever have your flight canceled. Do not wait in that long customer service line, because by the time you get there, whatever flights that they're going to rebook you on have already been probably filled by the people before you. So instead, just call them. So I called American Airlines um, and the first woman, she was really helpful, but she was like, oh, we could fly you into Newark tomorrow. I'm like, oh, because I'm going to sleep on the airplane floor now. Then the, uh, I call back and then the second woman was like, you know what, there's a flight into LaGuardia. And it lands at like you know it leaves in an hour. So she was so helpful, and she's like, "What's your email address?" And I told her the budgetista at gmail, which is like my personal email address. Do not email me. And she was like, "Budgetista!" Oh my gosh, she was a dream catcher. Her name was Shakira, and Shakira was so nice and friendly and accommodating. And I said we ended up having a good kiki, and she was like, "Girl, I get your emails. You help me get my life together." Oh my god. Yeah. And honestly, I said Shakira. Cause by then I was still like still wobbly in the voice. I said I was about to light American Airlines on fire on social media, but because of you, girl, I'm gonna wait till tomorrow. <laughs> and she was rolling. And I was like no, but honestly, I I was really gonna go to Twitter and like you know really like assault American Airlines in a nice nasty way, like you know tr- like going through my my time and my day with with what how what American Airlines put me through. But because of Shakira, it put me in such a good space because she was, like I said, was so nice, so accommodating, was like, you know what? It took her a good 10 minutes to kind of like look through. She looked through every possible scenario and found me this one seat. I had to fly into LaGuardia, but such is life. And then she even said, like, you know, your Uber ride, here's a website that you go to to send like proof and like, you know, explain what happened and to see if you can get your money back for the Uber ride. So Shakira, here's to you. You are Brown Ambition Personified. And if I would have known, I wouldn't have thought about it. I, but I would have told her, "Girl, what's your email address? I will send you like some swag or a book or something." Because she just was really excellent. So, brown boost to you, Shakira. But the company you work for is a break today.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that was almost. Yeah. A, that I'm gonna. I'm gonna transition that to a boost actually, because that actually okay. had a happy ending. I'm upgrade. Yeah.
2: That's true. We're gonna upgrade. We're gonna <laughs> <don't>
1: let me <laughs> upgrade. We're gonna. Come hey, on. Shakira. I you know got recognized said. by a airline attendant on the phone. That's like awesome.
2: Yeah, that was really awesome. I was like, Shakira, girl.
1: Oh, I'm going to use your email address next time. I need to get a change of life. Yes, and it's the budget vista. Yes.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. That was, that was definitely us. I sound a, like,
1: different. <laughs> Got a cold.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sure we have some awesome questions from listeners.
1: Uh, per usual. Um, yes. use- yeah, we have a couple of questions I'll pull up right now. Um, from the reader inbox, and if you have questions, you can email us at brownambitionpodcast at gmail dot com, or go to brownambitionpodcast.com. dot com. Okay, come on. Uh-huh. Thank you. Uh-huh. Sorry, <laughs> I, was, uh, I
2: forgot. I was like, oh, wait, wait, it's my turn.
1: Your dot com <laughs> is on Australian time. Um, Yeah, so first question comes from, so one is a credit question, and then we have, which I think is a good credit question that people may not think to ask, but I thought that was good, and then another one on um, savings. So first question from listener Kai. She says, I recently obtained my first credit card, and I'm hoping you can help me understand how the timing of credit card payments plays into my credit card utilization rate and credit score. So here's my specific question. My credit card has a $300 limit and as of today my balance is 297.18. Eek. My payment due date is also today, but when I go to make a payment online I'm given these options: either pay the minimum payment of $20, pay the last statement to- the last statement balance of $193, or pay the entire current current balance which is $297. If my payment due date is today, should I pay the last statement balance or the total current balance? That is her question. And how will this impact? That's the first part of her question. So I just want to stop there
0: because okay. I
1: I do think people may wonder, like, what's the difference? You know, statement balance, current balance, minimum balance or minimum due. Um, for me, like for me, I would I would say definitely the statement balance is what's most important. So mm-hmm that is what gets reported on your credit report um yep. the reason your total balance is more than that is because your statement balance has a cutoff date whenever your statement ends exactly. like the 15th yeah. of the month the 14th or whatever and at that point they say okay here's where the clock stops on your current bill for this for this statement period and we're going to bill you for that amount if you keep racking up charges that'll add to your total balance but that officially yeah. that that money that you're racking up now officially won't become due until your next statement Ends. Exactly. So that's why it's really important to at least pay the statement balance off, um, if you have the
2: money to. Like if we have the money about. to,
1: yeah, um which can be a good thing. Like if you don't, if you don't have necessarily enough money to cover your current balance, but your statement balance is enough, and you can cover that all in one fell swoop, then that's great. Um, that 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 full balance though, it is like heart wrenching because you're like,
2: oh, oh, wait a minute, yeah. <laughs> when you see the pending payment, you're like, oh man, those darn Ubers. <laughs> oh my god! Right? <laughs> uh huh. Yep. Uh, I also want to throw in that one of the reasons why I don't particularly like paying on the credit card website uh, because of those kind of like li- limited choices. So I do bill pay. So you put in like your cause, uh, uh, every major bank and even some non-major banks have automatic bill pay or just bill pay. So you go in, they ask you all these questions. And now because bill pay is not a new thing, they're linked to different companies. So. If you have, you know, let's just say you have Wells Fargo or whatever, and your bank, your, your credit card is chased, they talk to each other. And so um, Wells Fargo will actually know what your balance is. And so you can actually choose from the bill pay side how much you want to pay. So you might say, you know what, I don't want to pay the minimum of 20, but I don't want to pay the full amount of 197. Instead, I want to pay $75 then it, if it if it's not giving you that choice on the credit card side, you can make that choice on the bill pay side from your bank. So typically I pay my, my credit card bill on my personal bank side so I can decide how much I want to send versus kind of like being stuck to only pay whatever choices that the credit card company is giving me.
1: I didn't know that any credit, I didn't know that some credit cards didn't allow you to put your own Amount, yeah, like specify that a different too. amount. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, definitely. That's a good way to get around that. I didn't know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So her next question is, should I pay the amount on or before the payment due date? And how does the timing and amount paid affect my credit card utilization and or credit score?
2: I think the rule of thumb, it's not so much the due date. It's more so of the statement date, meaning like when the bill is issued, pay Oh, so, for example, I used to do this and it was a mistake. I wanted to show, hey, look, I'm making payments. So I would buy something and then literally go online and make the payment right then and there. That was not going to register with the credit bureaus. that I, I had to learn. They had to wait if I want if, if the p- purpose for me was to register, like my movements, my credit movements with the credit bureaus. I had to wait until I was actually issued the bill, you know, like, oh, here's your statement. It's due. And so it's not so much the due date. So it's like, oh, bill's been sent. Now you can pay. And so that's how you know that, like, one, they're going to register this is what you owed. Two, it's going to register this is what you paid. And so that's kind of like the rule of thumb is wait until the bill is actually, like, either sent to you via mail or just online, like, hey, this is the the due date. Your for statement your, balance is sent to yeah. Ba- mm-hmm. yeah.
1: My concern is that, so right now her statement balance is $297 on a yeah. $300 limit. So right now, if you don't have any other credit cards, she doesn't specify. But if this is your only credit card, you're at 100% almost of utilization, and that will hurt your score. Ideally, yeah. you want to be below 30%. One way to do that, so you only have a, very, you have a very small limit, and you may max it out a lot. But the trick is to make payments before your statement's due, um, to eat away at that balance, to keep it at... Thirty percent of three hundred would be what ninety bucks. Um, mm-hmm. So if you charge one hundred and fifty dollars on the card, go ahead and pay off fifty dollars or uh, sixty dollars today, and leave the ninety dollars on there. Let that let that be added to your statement balance, and then pay that bill off. That's one way to keep your to be able to spend more than over spend above that thirty percent utilization rate limit, but uh-huh. not actually have it hurt your score. Does that that's make good sense? Advice.
2: It does, and that's good advice.
1: I would do that before because when I got my first credit card, this might be like a student credit card or something. When I got my first, it Bank of America student card. It was like three hundred bucks, and I would um, later I would max mine out all the time. Of course, I didn't know any better, but later I learned that trick where you make small payments throughout the month and keep your keep it below thirty percent of your balance, and then let that balance be reflected on your statement, mm-hmm. and then that'll reflect that'll get reported to the bureaus, and they'll see okay, oh. You know, Kai's only got a 30% utilization rate. That's great. And we won't ding her for that.
2: Exactly. It's really all about reporting, like figuring out when are my financial credit choices reported. Once you kind of figure out that, then it makes it easier to make decisions that are going to be in alignment with getting a better score.
1: Yeah. It feels like bending over backwards to get around these weird credit reporting rules. But I know. It is. (laughs) It's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, so if you have 297 for this month, just paid off in full, I hope you can. Um, pay off your statement balance in full I hope you can. And then next month, um, pay off whatever you need to pay off to keep it below. Keep it at least um, no no greater than ninety dollars on your next statement, and you should be in good shape. Okay, yeah. Um, so that was from Kai. Thanks Kai. And the next question is from listener V. V says, hey, hey v. Um, she says, I'm a part-time graduate student and I only work a part-time job. I make enough money to pay my expenses and have $300 left over after every, uh, uh, left over every month after I pay my monthly living expenses according to my budget. I've managed to save $1,000 and a separate savings account, and I don't know what my next savings goal should be. What should I do with the extra $300 a month that I have? I don't want to waste it on food, Jordans, and hair weave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey V,
2: <laughs> those are the
1: options. Food, Jordan's a hair weave. Can you please help me plan my next new savings goal, V?
2: So my assumption is that V does she say that she's uh, that she has a retirement like plan in place? She does not. She's
1: part time graduate student. She's got a thousand bucks in savings. This is what we know.
2: Okay, so if you don't have a retirement plan in place, now you do, girl. I would put that money toward that because that that comes first. Now, um,
1: Tiffany, how does a part-time it, graduate student save for retirement if she's only working a part-time well, job? And I'm guessing doesn't have a 401k.
2: Well, if you don't have a traditional 401k because you're part-time, you can go to your local bank and say, "Hey, boo, I would like to sign up for an, an, an IRA, an individual retirement account, or a Roth IRA. Well, it would be a Roth, right? Because Roth is after taxes,
1: right? Either or, yeah.
2: Um, yeah, so you would
1: want to. It would be yeah. It could be it would be an IRA, yeah. So, so, which
2: is called an individual retirement account, right? So you would sign up for an IRA. You can actually do it online. Like I know, like for example, Ally has IRAs, but you know, if you're not fully comfortable doing that, if you're a millennial, you'll likely will do it online. If you're not, if you're an ex, you know, millennial, whatever the heck they call us now, then you're probably going to want to go into your bank and just say, hey, I'd like to contribute, start to contribute regularly to a retirement account. That is paramount, especially if you are a a grad student if you start now you're going to be in such great shape when you get a little bit older so that's what i would do with the extra money is start to really think about my future you know beyond like where you are right now and putting the money toward that and sitting down with um someone and if not even if not sitting down with someone you know you could pick now they've got all these great tools where you might say like for example i'm pretty sure that ally has a tool where it's uh, a Roth IRA and basically they ask you all these questions about yourself personally and they help you to pick what your, your retirement money should do and where it should go. So you could do that and just have it automatically transferred there every month. But I would definitely focus on retirement if you're not already. And I suspect if you're young, you likely are not.
1: And it's nice. I mean, while you're in grad school, maybe your student loans aren't due yet and you can put that money to work for retirement. And then when you're ready to pay your student loans back, you know that you have no problem Coming up with three hundred dollars to put toward those student loans, and maybe diverting that money to student loans until they're paid off, right? Because that's going to be the issue, I think, when she graduates. Mm -hmm. It's going to be like, well, what do I do now? Retirement or student loans? And I would say that's a tricky question. Um, It depends on like how much. I know I'm giving her additional questions she didn't ask, but I'm (laughs) I'm looking into (laughs) your future, Um, (laughs) and I'm saying that it may make more sense to be putting as much money as you can toward that debt. Um, depending on what your interest rates are or like mm. doing half, like putting half toward your student loan bill and then continuing to put half toward your retirement. Um, that's a good idea. Do you think, I mean, she doesn't tell us, you know, where she lives or how much her life costs, but do you think a thousand bucks is enough to have a savings account and be like, and I'm done and I'm good for life? Um, Cause it seems low to me. Yeah, you're right. I mean, and so the thing is too, I don't, maybe let's lot. And I think that I, I like your idea.
2: I'm not thinking of the $300 as this lump sum that cannot be separated. So you might say to yourself, okay, of this $300, i am going to put 100 toward retirement, 100 toward this debt, and 100 toward growing that savings account. You know what I mean? So I think that ask yourself your overall financial goals and how you can, obviously you're not going to separate the $300 to the 300 pots, but there you might have that $300 going to two or three or maybe even four different pots that, that serve your greater your greater goals. Um, because a thousand does seem a little low, but it depends. I mean, I don't know where you live, but you know, you're wanting to have, ideally they say you want to have anywhere from like on the super low end, three months worth of your life expenses and on the higher end up to 24 months, two years, depending on like what type of life you live. So, so typically around six months to a year of, of emergency money. So, you know, is a thousand dollars, like at least three months. I don't know. It might be. Um, but maybe contributing to that. So that way you have a little bit more of a stash and you might be like, you know, I don't need to do a whole bunch. Maybe it's just 50 bucks of the the 300. But I think that those three things that Mandy and I mentioned, retirement, debt, and savings, that that 300 can address those three things. That 300, yeah.
1: Agreed. Okay, crazy all right, V, thanks for your question. And if you guys, again, if you have questions, podcast at gmail.com or BrianAmbitionPodcast.com. So you got it. <laughs> now you're too fast. I tried to slip well, it in there. I was like, oh, dot .com. Or yeah, go to com. right? Yep. And click,
2: no, click Ask Us Anything. Is
1: that what it, what it says, right? Uh, ask Us Anything, yep.
2: So, all I do is win, 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 no matter what, what you got to win for.
1: So, do you have any wins? I'm going to make you go first this time. <laughs>
2: I have a win that is slightly uncomfortable, but not uncomfortable. So, Vincon so happened. More uncomfortable than fibroids? No, definitely nothing's more uncomfortable than fibroids. <laughs> okay. Oh, I will say that, like, I think I lost my full 20 pounds. I'm good now. I'm not, like, the weight that I want to be. I'm like, ooh, I'm here. But oh, come Right? The veganism is real. I'm actually not going to give it up. I think I'm going to stay because I'm like, hmm. From what I've heard, the the hormones and the meat are not fibroids friends. So they're like, people are, have been telling me and my doctor can been telling me it's actually good that I'm vegan. So anyway, my win, I didn't attend FinCon and you didn't go this year either, right Mandy? I did not. And so I heard it was awesome. So I was nominated for Plutus Award and Plutus is like the Emmys for financial like bloggers and writers and stuff like that. And so Honestly, I was nominated for an award that I didn't think I should have been nominated for. Like, one award, I was like, ooh, that's totally me, which was um, Online Community, which y'all dream catchers know. We got that on lock. I didn't win that one, but that's okay, because who did win was very deserving. But I was also nominated for Best Blog for Women, and I'm not going to lie. I don't blog that many. I have a blog, but I was like- You won uh, Best Blog? What? What blog? (laughs) Exactly. And I'm not going to lie. I feel some kind of way of like, why did you guys give me this award? Like-
1: who was I feel the like this whole thing is rigged now. What are they doing? What?
2: Because, I like, honestly, I can honestly say, and this, this is not even the humility of, like, oh, no, because, honestly, I wanted to win a community award. Because I feel like I have a dope on my community. I felt like I was robbed, but whatever. So it's, this is not false humility at all. But I'm like, when people are like, Tiffany, you won? I was like, yay, the community award. They're like, no, best financial block for women. I'm like, who? what category is that? I didn't even know I was in that category. Why did I win that? Um, so I mean it's a win, which is nice, but I'm not gonna lie, I feel like there are so many amazing financial blogs for women that are awesome blogs and it feels like honestly, I that's not an award that I can take with pride because I, I blog but like literally what I'm like, it's a blue moon. I think I should write something. <laughs> I'm that I'm you know, so it's yeah. But from what I understand, because the true win is that when you're a Plutus award winner, you get great swag. And so apparently there's an Amazon Echo Dot on my way to his house. And I'm on my way to my house. So that's the true win. Whoop, whoop, free Amazon Echo Dot. So that's my win. Then I got an award that I did not deserve.
1: But I did get some amazing swag to go along with. <laughs> it. <laughs> not gonna. We've had Amazon Dot, the Alexa, for like since last Christmas I got Enrique one, And it's so pathetic. It's so pathetic how like we have no idea what to do with it. We're just like, tell me the weather and tell me a joke. <laughs> <laughs> well
2: Superman is super like into tech stuff so I'm really curious to see how it's going to work in our house
1: because I don't know oh it's yeah it's I forgot it. husband got the iPhone 10
2: <gasps> is his making that same error that I error or whatever it is
1: um, I don't think so but I have seen that I've been getting messages from some people anyone I think it's not just the, it's not the new iPhones it's like the new iOS update Okay. Right? Or I don't know. I don't know about it, but I saw, yeah, I got some weird text from some people where like if you write the letter I, it turns into like an A. Yeah, like a, in a box. Yeah. Like a question mark box thingy. Yeah. yeah. I will yeah. say I want to give a boost to I want uh, sorry. I'm really a messing this up, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> my boost is gonna be no, my win is gonna be for employees who raise their hand and ask for a one on one uh one-on-one feedback session with their managers because one of my uh direct reports recently did that t- uh to me and I thought I was like they tell you to they tell you to do this but I don't feel like people really ever do it and I thought mm. that it was really really smart of her to do that because I've been so overwhelmed lately I really haven't had time to to sit down and do the one-on-one feedback session with people and if she had waited and and gotten bitter about not ever getting feedback and not ever hearing how she's doing that it just would have made her it just it would have made her feel bad and would have made her like feel bitter about working here possibly but the fact that she like raised her hand um and even asked for a review I thought was really great, and that's something that I used to do uh with sometimes success sometimes sometimes not success at my prior jobs, and I just think that's a great tip for anyone who it's like it's the end of the year. You're feeling like, you know, you may be up for a raise or you want that promotion, but like your boss hasn't swept into the office and rolled out the red carpet and invited you for a sit down chat. Like it's completely within your power to ask your boss to have a chat of your own and to take that time to tell them what you want and like what you're what what you're feeling like you deserve and, and what you want more from the job and all that. Um And this is a time to do it. Oh, that not Awesome. Look at her. Is she young? She's yeah, she's uh mid well, I don't know her age. I don't know her age, mid-twenties, semi, semi, not super rookie, but I don't know. And I and and, like while I'm talking about the office, you know, we've we've really expanded like a year ago when I joined Magnify Money, it was like what, three people, two people. Mm -hmm. Um, and now there's like a full office, and I've never I've never been this this um you know this close to the beginning of something to see it grow this this quickly and well not quickly but um to see it grow and it's just been really it's been really awesome to have new people coming on board and our office is really diverse it's literally like half women half men and mm. there's people from different countries and different backgrounds and different ages and it's just it's exactly the kind of place that I like to like the type of people I like to be around and, um, I'm just really, I'm really happy with where we're going.
2: Oh, look at magnify baby, magnify money. I remember, I think I, I met Nick on the, on the night, like you and I were at like a panel. I think it was American express or whatever. And that night at that panel,
1: um, is when I met Nick. Did you meet him that day too? I don't remember FinCon. Yeah. I think maybe in in person for the first no, time. No, no, not, yeah. not
2: FinCon. Remember you came to Newark, like for this American express panel.
1: Oh, whoa yeah yes he was there he was there I remember (laughs)
2: he was there in the crowd and he asked a really great question or something like that and I remember like I connected with him there I was like I like him I remember thinking he was so different from any of the personal finance people well I mean to be all the way transparent like from any of like the white guys in personal finance because like the brown people are (laughs) we're typically community focused but like I didn't really meet White guys who were in personal finance that were like, "I'm here for the people." So it struck me. I remember being like, "What? You're here for the people? Who are you, sir?" I and know. then like really, you know, like exploring Magnify Money and being like, "This is amazing!" And he has never disappointed me. Aside from the fact that you know, y'all still owe me money, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. But um, yeah. Well, other than that, like, yeah, Nick is amazing. The company that he's built with this amazing team. You guys are all like, I I really love Magnify Money. It is pro probably like when i look at my my unutil un, underutilized blog and i look at my um my um what are those things called analytics magnify money is the number one site that people leave my my blog for cuz that's Yay. how much i refer you guys yeah like i was just like because it's just such an awesome resource and tool and people thank me all the time like thank you so much for magnify money it's easy to navigate it's trustworthy and you know i don't know you guys are just awesome well
1: thanks we try You're welcome. Ooh, I just got a big fat check from Ebates. Speaking of which, before we say goodbye, uh, my mother was like, when did Tiffany start doing Ebates commercials? She finally (laughs) saw one of your
2: Ebates ads. I love your mom. When your mom and sister were dancing, I was like, oh, I want to get in. I want to dance at your wedding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, that commercial is doing really well. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of feel some kind of way that I didn't ask for money because I was just so excited to be in the commercial, and I kind of asked for it out-handedly. I was like, "If y'all ever do a commercial, I'd love to be in it." When I was talking with my partner there at Ebates, and when they were like, "We'll fly you out," you know, but it's not likely that you'll you'll make it. But as far as like you being a great partner, this is kind of like our, "Hey girl, hey, thanks so much." So I was excited, craft food, and I was able to bring Drina. And they were like, you know, it's likely not gonna make it on air, and I said, okay. And if it is, it's gonna be a group commercial. And then, I don't know, they decided to do a 15-second spot. And now it's like their number one converting commercial. And I'm like,
1: where's my check? <laughs> oh, you know you make bank off those affiliate links. <laughs> I know,
2: but yeah, I do. But still, I was like, wow, I need to... Yeah, so now I know better. So now I'm like, Ebates, you want my face back on that commercial? You want another commercial, Ebates? It's going to cost you. <laughs> no, honestly, I love Ebates. It's another... It's like a magnified money that it's one of the few brands and businesses... That it's a win win that I've shared, and I've never had a moment's pause of like, is this a good business? Ebates is awesome. There's I mean, no you can't be. No way it.
1: you lose. Like, they just no give way. you money for shopping. Like, yeah, I just made 30 bucks and I didn't do a damn thing. Like, exactly.
2: It's, Ebates is honestly, if you're not using Ebates, I don't know what you're doing. Like, if this is not, they're not paying me to say, oh, we should get them to be a sponsor. Let me reach out to them. For but anyway. Sure.
1: Okay. Yeah, add the. I always add the extension to my browser. So it doesn't even matter yep. where I am, it just pops up. Yeah, well, let me well, let me withhold my my plug before they start paying for advertising. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Don't go don't go click yet, don't click yet. Wait hey, for our affiliate link.
2: <laughs> yeah, Let's get us a link.
1: <laughs> <laughs>